This is the Athletic Shield Kapadia here to tell you about Liquid IV. Nobody likes to feel dehydrated. Maybe you get a little bit of a headache, dry mouth. You just don't feel like yourself. But believe it or not, dehydration still occurs daily in three out of four people. With Liquid IV, you have the fastest, most efficient way to stay hydrated. Each serving helps you get as much hydration as two to three bottles of water. Maybe you use it after a really intense workout. Maybe you went out socially distanced with friends and had a couple extra beers the night before. That's where Liquid IV comes in. It is healthier than those sugary sports drinks, no artificial flavors or preservatives, and less sugar than an apple. Plus, it contains five essential vitamins, more vitamin C than an orange, and as much potassium as a banana. And Liquid IV is on a mission to change the world. Liquid IV is donating 3.7 million servings in response to COVID-19. Products are being donated to hospitals, first responders, food banks, veterans, and active military. Liquid IV is available nationwide at Costco and Target, or you can get 25% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code ATHLETIC at checkout. That's 25% off anything you order when you use promo code ATHLETIC at liquidiv.com. Get better hydration today at liquidiv.com, promo code ATHLETIC. All right, welcome to the latest edition of WARP in Cincinnati. Paul Dana Jr., Trent Postcrantz of The Athletic uh, are here with you. Trent, it is Monday morning. It is early. Both accurate. (laughs) And uh, and we are both here. And, you know, I think we probably feel a little bit like the Reds' playoff hopes are. We're just kind of hanging on. And just yeah. hoping that maybe something happens <laughs> to make it, to make things better right now. <laughs> right. I mean, but it, it's, you know, we are still here. We, uh, like, I was looking at it, and it's like as bad as they've been, and they've not been good, it's, it's just not out of the realm of possibility, even for that second place in the division. You know, they're two and a half games behind the Cardinals. Um, and a half game behind the Brewers. They have three games with the Brewers left. The Cardinals have 19 games in 14 days. Wow. And we saw, like, you know, they're pitching, you know, they're going to be dipping down into whatever they have at the alternate training site here pretty soon. You know, they had a couple injuries this weekend. Um, you know, they're already pretty stretched with 11, you know, guys in their bullpen and trying to figure it out. And, you know, even those are seven, even though those are seven innings, they add up those, those, um, extra games. So I think it's really, I mean, I wouldn't put money on it, but it's, it's just like, it's not out of the question at all. And they're two games out of the second wild card game spot. And you're, you're looking at teams that are just, there's attrition there. And I, I think it's, it's, it's not impossible. Like, you know, I, I, I just even though we are here in Cincinnati and we are so used to everything going awry and not our way, um, I don't know if anything else ha- like that happened this weekend. Um, <laughs> it, it is still possible. Yeah, I, I, you know, and I will keep it to that to not make people sad that happened to like both professional teams. I, I'll say this: I mean, you talk about thirteen games. And 
you talk about four with the Pirates. Now we've you know, the thing that we've talked yeah. about this all year. It's going to take this team playing like what they have not been all year. That's yeah. the thing. That's really the thing that's hard for me. That's hardest to get over with. This is they're suddenly going to have to be something they haven't been, and that's a team that can go on one of these runs because they just haven't done it. They've had opportunities. They've had. Games against poor teams. They've had games against the Pirates. They've had games they should have had, a series mm-hmm. they should have had, and it hasn't happened. That doesn't mean it can't. It means that 47 games of proof thus far says that, you know, you shouldn't expect it. Like you said, don't bet on it. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. But, you know, crazier things have happened. They, I mean, they have. And I'm, and I'm happy that you are, you're our cheery. You're our, you're a cheery face of optimism this morning, Trent. I, I mean, that. you know, and, and, and I think this has been overplayed a little bit, but you still look, the nationals were 19 and 31 last year after 50 games. It's fact. Yep. And, and baseball's weird, man. Baseball's weird. And, you know, here's, you know, so here's what they have. The rest of the way out, you mentioned. I mean, they're two games back of the Giants, mm-hmm. uh, which is they had the Giants have the last of the eight playoff spots in the National League right now. Three right. games back of Philadelphia, who has that seven spot, and then as you mentioned, two and a half back of the Cardinals, who have so the, those three teams. If you're if you're if you're into scoreboard watching, and I contend. One of my favorite things about baseball is that last month when you're scoreboard watching and you're watching your team every night and you do have that right now as much as it feels kind and, of sad in a little ways because you you didn't think it would look like this you do have that you watch those three teams you get you want to see losses from those teams you can quickly certainly make up ground four with the pirates three with the white sox three with the brewers three with the twins there's off day in there um, after these four with the Pirates. Here's where I want to go with this. Two things I want to talk about. This We'll start with this. Trevor Bauer has been incredible, mm-hmm. which we know. He is really down to a three, is part of a three-man race to win the Cy Young. I want to get into that conversation later. I want to start here. Can you get four starts out of Trevor Bauer in these last 13 games, squeezing him in maybe with a short rest ish situation, which he's been kind of asking for since like, you know uh, what I think before in the middle of the, in the, uh, womb. In the break. Yeah. In the- <laughs> it feels like this is born for a Trevor Bauer throwing team on his back type of run, especially now with Sonny gray, um, you know, um, hurt. Yeah. And I, I think it does set up for that just because he he is comfortable doing it. He would like to do it. And with Sonny Gray hurt, you know, and, and so many of these other things that you just kind of feel like, you know, the reason, one of the biggest reasons he hasn't been on four days rest is because how that changes everybody else. Cause that messes with everybody else's rest. Right. Because if he's going early, somebody else has to go late. The way it sets up now, it's kind of a hodgepodge anyway. If you can keep Castillo where he is, you know, you you don't mess with Castillo and you can mess with everybody else, quite honestly. 
Um, maybe you don't want to mess with Mally as much. I haven't kind of looked at it that quickly, what it does for everybody else or that intently. But at this point, I think you take your chances and <clears throat> you could then have a little bit of a shorter leash with some other guys. You're looking at bullpen games. I mean, we saw it the other day with Mally. I mean, uh, David Bell went quickly to the bullpen and it, it didn't exactly work out, but it's still like what you're going to have to do. Um, because these games are at this point where you have to, you have to do everything you can to win them. Well, and, and when you have a horse like Bauer who has zero problem, uh, mm -hmm. wanting to get you, you, you have to take advantage of that at a certain point and, you know, what else do you have? I mean, what do you, <laughs> what else do you have? Like, this is it. If you can't win it, one game could make the difference. Finding one extra start, getting that one extra start from that guy, uh, could be the difference if, if you make any kind of run here at the end. I mean, inevitably, it's going to come back to so much more than that. It's baseball. You're going to need more than just Trevor Bauer throwing a team on his back. Right. Um, obviously. But if you're looking for an angle, if you're looking for some kind of edge that you can get, I think it comes with that math of what what your full rotation is like. And I'm positive on probably on the wall of David Bell's office, he has those names in each day right now and, and has that figured out how he can pull that off. Things change. Guys get hurt. Uh, games go poorly. Bullpens get taxed. Whatever happens, double double headers show up. Mm -hmm. uh, but you have you have to have the idea of of how you can do certain things. And and the biggest one for me right now is finding maybe to get an extra start out of Bauer. Is he going to win the Cy Young? And, I don't and think so. Yeah, but I mean he's got a shot. I mean, there's three guys. Yeah, well, maybe four if you put in Max Freed. But it, it looks like it's down to three guys. And that would be you, Darvish, um, Trevor Bauer, and Jacob DeGrom. And 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 really, you know, I kind of looked at that with Sahad of Sharma and um, Tim Britton today on The Athletic. And you make a pretty good case for any of them. Like, it's... I've had a couple of these I've, when I've had the Cy Young vote before um, a couple years ago. I just remember looking at there were like five guys and it's just like sometimes you could just come down to it and you're just picking nits. And it's like there's not a bad choice. There's no wrong choice and there's no right choice. So I think that's kind of where we are with those three. I mean, they've all been very good. And uh, awards voting is even more strange this year than ever before because – yeah, I haven't even looked at – I have an MVP vote, and I haven't even looked at it yet because it's like there's still still a lot of games left. It's not like two weeks in a regular season where you can thinking about it because it's – I don't know. It's a month. It's a month and a half, honestly. A, a quarter of the season yeah. <laughs> for some. I mean, there's a lot of – there's a you know, as far as mm -hmm. that goes, I mean, there's a lot of – there's a lot of time left. But uh, – and it's so odd talking about a guy with 50-some innings – yeah, um, you know, I think, and the Cy Young is just kind of weird. I mean, Cy Young's maybe a little bit easier because you're talking about three to four starts for anybody left. Mm -hmm. So, like, that is, yeah, I mean, a lot could change by now and then. I mean, you have one stinker. If one of those guys has a stinker in it, you know, yeah, they're out. And, I mean, it's, I, I still think it's possible maybe Max Freed, somebody else gets into that conversation. But, hey, 
let's just say Trevor Bauer's been really, really good. He's been really good. Yeah. And and you you uh you know, Luis Castillo's coming on. Um the Sun Castillo Gray might have just thrown his was that was that his best game, maybe? I think so, probably. Yeah. I mean, if you go by um game score, I think it was. Uh, he was, and that was in a big spot too. That was when they needed it, and he was lights out. And 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 you just, it, it's it's always I don't know. Castillo this year has kind of been like this team this year. You know, you're like, really should be better. You watch and just like, I think I think he's better than this. I think he's better than the results. And. You know, if if the Reds can do a Luis Castillo like he did against the Cardinals the rest of the way, you feel a lot better. Yeah, I mean, it's one of those where you see the last time you, know, you go years between complete games, which is it's it's almost it feels like seeing a unicorn when you see a <laughs> when you see a complete game now. Right, uh, it's so rare. Uh, but you know, a nine inning one. A nine, yeah, exactly right. We have, to, we have to differentiate those now, but uh, it's it's odd to see it. But I, you know, I look at a guy like Castillo, and you say, "Man, that is the type of stuff you always have, you expect to see from him." It just you're right. You talked, I know, before the season started about him being too pitchy at times and trying to pitch. You know, this was a game where he. Th- you know, it was not that. I mean, this was when Castillo isn't that, when he's just going after it and, and hitting spots and being efficient. Uh, and, you know, that is kind of the difference between really good and great for for Luis Castillo in the line, maybe that he's even kind of on career-wise right now trying to get that next step. Yeah. I but mean, still it, very good. Yeah, and, and it's one of those things. It's just like with him – you, you always wonder, like, why nibble? Seriously, like, his stuff, you could throw down the middle of the plate and probably do pretty good. Yeah. Because he's just he's just phenomenal. I mean, his stuff is so good. All right, let's take a short break, and then we'll be back with the rest of the show. Hi, I'm the Athletics Joe Posnanski uh, for Indochino. You know, finding clothes that fit you just right – can be incredibly challenging, especially for somebody like me who has uh, a body type I would call um, dumpy. It's tough to find anything that fits right. You know, I'm not really a large. I'm not really an extra large. I'm not really a double extra large. I'm not really anything. So it's obviously, it's fantastic. You go to Indochino. They have you uh, go through this entire fitting process where you give them Basically, every single bit of information that you have about yourself, uh, you have every measurement you have, uh, who your favorite beetle is, uh, you know what what uh, you believe about the infield fly rule, and uh, and then you come out and and they're they're going to send you uh, clothes that are uh, that fit you really better than anything you could possibly get in the store. It's it's fantastic. Uh, with Indochino, you get custom fitted suits, coats, casual wear. Uh, at surprisingly affordable prices. Customize everything from the fabric and lining to the lapel shape and uh, monogram if you're a monogram kind of person. Uh, if you're getting married, Indochino is a no-brainer for you and your groomsmen. Forget about the off-the-rack suits that don't fit different body types. Indochino gives everyone a tailored fit. 
Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America or book a virtual appointment and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter the code Joe at checkout. Look at that, Joe. It's for me. Joe at checkout. That's super easy to remember. You go to Indochino.com and the promo code is Joe. We've got this to go through here. Four with the Pirates back at home, including the doubleheader uh, starting off here. So, um, it, we, you know, we go back to that last four-game Pirates series, a similar setup, where it's, like, oh, okay, got to have it in this series. And it was one that you can argue, uh, you know, the Reds should have swept. Um, and didn't, and they find themselves in a similar scenario. Like, at some point, you got to sweep the Pirates. You know, yes. I mean, yeah. <laughs> like that was what the setup of this season was going to be for any team in this in this division. At some point, you've got to sweep the Pirates, and this is that point. There, this is the last chance. So, you know, no more the excuses of blowing games. They just they're the games are too critical right now. I thought. Um, Joey Votto had something really good the other day. Not that that's out of the ordinary, but just the latest thing that struck me. And that was him talking about the games are just so emotional right now because Mm -hmm. of all of the pack, all of the pressure that is packed into eat that they feel each night. Um, I, you know, I think these players really are feeling that. I've never played in a season where each game is so emotional. Like every, every game you feel deflated or you feel elated. And, uh, you know, that's completely against everything we go about. Everything about baseball is anti that, you know, and when you play a full season, it's, it's the long run. It's not getting too high, not getting too low, but truly this season, you lose a couple games and it's somewhat justifiable getting too low, getting low. So, um, uh, we're, we're, uh, very lucky. We've played poorly this year. Um, and we have a chance. And uh, that's why you play till the very last out of the season. And um, yeah, it's very exciting. I always wonder in baseball if it's better to just have that nightly intensity or to be like what the Dodgers or somebody that's just all you just packed it. You, you're just cruising to the postseason at this point. You know, I, the, the everydayness of the intensity of baseball, I think, can be good for you as much as it can wear you down in this situation. I think it can be good for you if you can get yourself in. If you can get used to it sometimes, because a lot of times you'll see that the teams that are just cruising into the postseason, it switches when you get to the postseason, you know, because there is a different intensity and everything is different in the postseason. And if you're still in cruise mode and like, hey, we've been cruising all year and smoking people like, you know, you think about the Mariners in 2001, some of those really great teams don't make it in the playoffs so you know they don't win in the playoffs because of of that because of that that flip of the flipped switch to of intensity um it can be really difficult sometimes um so yeah it is so it's so weird and actually you know yeah you you mentioned the joey one that was what um after friday's game i think so yeah Yeah. sometime this weekend and then after uh before saturday's game it was funny listening to um Kyle Farmer talk about what uh, it, how it was like a college season. 
colleges are always trying to get to Omaha, and I guess we're trying to get to the World Series or the playoffs. And, you know, it, it's funny in college, you're kind of – there's a lot of pressure because you play four games a week. You know, you play one midweek game, and then you play a three-game series on the weekends, and the pressure's on you offensively to put up numbers and to try and win those games. I think that's what's kind of seemed like this right now. But, you know, I learned my freshman, junior, my freshman and sophomore year – I kind of, I kind of just played the game. You know, I just kind of, I put my best numbers up in college when I went my freshman and sophomore year or my freshman and junior year, I think. Um, but once I got to my senior year, I kind of pressed because I wanted to make it to the world series. I've never been there before. And I think in a college season, you can't press, you just have to let it go. And this is what kind of the season kind of feels like because the more pressure you put on yourself offensively and defensively, the more you bury yourself. So you just kind of, Got to go out there and just the way it goes, the way it is the way it is. I mean, that's just the way it goes in a 60 game season. You can't put pressure and you just got to roll with it. An interesting thing about that, Trent, I think, is we've been talking with this team about are they pressing mm-hmm. a lot all year? And you hear it, and I mean, you hear it in, in Kyle's voice right there, basically saying what's exactly what's happening. Like, we're, right. we're, we're pressing and getting nervous that we're blowing this. Yeah. And I think. It's not that they I sometimes with baseball you can care too much. It's it's and I don't know. I think all sports are probably like that. You can press and hurt yourself and I think maybe even in baseball more than any other. It's that fine line between playing with urgency and pressing. Really. And it can be very difficult and I think at the plate you've seen a lot of guys pressing and that just it doesn't work. I mean, maybe it works for some guys, but but overall, it usually doesn't. And I think it's because they want to do too much. You know, you want to hit the home run every time. You want to hit the five-run homer. You want to do everything you can to get back into it because you feel it slipping away. But uh, that's not how it works. <laughs> no. No. I mean, you have to, you have to be, you know. You have to be able to work counts. You have to be able to get in the team's bullpens. You have to be able to, you know, take the singles when you have them. And, you know, and we've seen so much of that. As, and, and really, in games that the Reds have been winning a little bit lately, you've seen some of the manufacturing runs, not having the home run reliance that we discussed last week and the week before that, and 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 f- maybe starting to find some success with that and and maybe that's part of not pressing and finding a little bit of momentum offensively in in a game like Sunday uh, when you post a bunch of runs overcoming deficits like that you can you can build into something or a series win for the first time in forever where you get some offense can turn into more I think that's um, it's it's the hope you've got right now it's the hope you've got is that that stuff starts is it has to even itself out right now yeah and that's always the biggest thing is even Evening itself out, that's so difficult in this game because it is built on 162. And like Joey just kind of said, you can't think that way. You know, you just can't. It's um, uh, it's it's just tough. Also, I mean, you look at it, we've talked about that batting average on balls in play. That's a 243 now. That's not good. But again, we're, talking, we're not talking historic low. Those things are are evening out and you've seen some of those balls that like that just fall or the other team messes up and you know it seemed like all of them were going against this team before and they're kind of edging back 
Well, 13 games. So uh, when we when we come back uh, next week, we will be in the mix of uh, really, you know, seeing if it's still a possibility. Um, but, you know, obviously, you know, I don't like must-win games. I hate the phrase. I hate uh, it. Yeah. With yeah. a passion, and and I and I especially hate it in baseball when, unless it is literally you are eliminated if you lose. Um, well, yeah, it's funny because there was a game last week at some point where I think my one of my post game questions was, um, so this was a must win game. Everybody said it's a must win game. You lost. What now? Well, we must win the next one. Well, yeah. no, it wasn't must win. That's not it was how like must to win. win games work. <laughs> right. It was a. It would be really nice if we won game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Need it, not yeah. must win. Uh, it would really, really help things. Yeah. I, so I, I'm not gonna use. I would say. I mean, I'm not gonna use must win game. But you, you know, this is like this is the critical juncture of. I think this got, is a oh, must win series. Pi- must win series. Yeah, if they go, if you split two against the Pirates, like the just the reality of anything beyond that. Um, I mean, especially because then you you do have three against Milwaukee, but the other six are against two of the best teams in the American League. Yeah, You're or just, at least two of the teams with the best records in the American League. Exactly. Exactly. We don't so, know best teams yet. No. So because of everything we just said, and I stop interrupting you. Yeah. No. <laughs> No, you're not. You're going to keep doing it on purpose now. Uh, so we've got uh, four games against the Pirates. Uh, critical four right here. So um, everybody, try to try to enjoy baseball. And remember, hey, they could not be playing, right? Like, yeah. Uh, so let's try to keep on the bright side. They could not be playing. You could not be watching like eight sports at once this weekend. Um Let's try to see some of the bright side of things, uh, certainly. So anyway, I have enjoyed it, Trent, as always. Um, really? Yeah, I, you know, I do. Okay, good. <laughs> I appreciate it. I like spending I, time. Yeah. Never just, where, never know where we're going to go. No, no. Um, so, I, I yes, I, I appreciate it as always. And next week, uh, we will be we'll be back on and uh, have a little bit more of where this thing sits as they head to the final week of the regular season. So almost there. Um, so anyway, thanks everybody for listening, and uh, we will talk to you next time on WARP in Cincinnati.